everyone. Welcome to Fizzball Inside, the podcast magazine of the International Fizzball Association. I'm IFA President Jörn, and this is episode number 29, which was recorded on the 10th of April. And as always, it's a great pleasure to have with me our co-host, our Secretary General, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jörn, and hello, Fizzball world. Chris, uh, it's a very important day, the 10th of April, and uh, today we have conducted the second IFA Athletes Forum, and that's why we have a special guest. Please, let's welcome Kati Lackinger. Hello, Kati. Hello, Jan. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Chris, plenty of work you have done today in the head office in Linz. Uh, tell us more about that. Yes, uh, it's a great pleasure uh, to host the second EFA Athletes Forum and I guess it was a big success. Uh, we had a lot of fun uh, producing the forum. Uh, we had an interesting topic with women in fistball and we uh, we listened to really cool statements from different people uh, out of the fistball community, several athletes uh, who spoke to us as well as the president of Women's Sport International Federation uh, or also um, a doctor with Dr. Freya Moran who uh, took a look on the medical side or me medical aspect uh, of doing sports. So it was a lot of fun and uh, I realized, okay, it is really a very important topic we are talking about and uh, we are working on. So Bjorn, uh, we did already a lot in the past and it was also um, a shout, shout out to us to do more in that direction, I would say. Definitely. And in the middle of the storm, it was Kati. Kati, you were the moderator being the chairwoman of our Athletes Commission. How did you experience today's workshop and today's forum? Well, I thought it was a really, really cool forum. It was very interesting. Um, I appreciated the inputs from the speakers very much because I think everyone really thought about it and the, the statements were very interesting, very different and they made me think about things I didn't think of before. Could you give us an insight of what questions have been raised, what uh, proposals have been made by the athletes? Well, um, we thought about questions in advance that we want to, to ask the speakers or the, the ones who gave the statements like what are the differences between men's and women's baseball or are there any opportunities that we can change to make it more attractive for women to play baseball. And there were, there were a lot of different things, some things that came up like we should change regulations like um, make the field shorter or make the ball not as heavy as, as it is now to make the game faster or there were also other opinions like um, the differences are because of the physical conditions of women and women in general which is also very interesting I think and very true of course so women women's fistball is not the same as men's fistball and it should not be looked at as the same that way. So there were really, really cool statements and good things we can work on in the future. 
as far as I remember, there has been 10 to 15 athletes voices we listened to today. What was the one you said, well, this was uh, a surprising one or this was convincing me or this should we really focus on? Um, one that I did not think of before that much is the one from Karen Kempinger. She talked about um, women as trainers and that there are not as much women trainer as there are men trainer and that it is important to have someone coaching you that knows um, what is happening with your body when you experience the catches or anything like that and I didn't think of that before. I thought this was very interesting. Also, I thought that the statements which said that we should change the regulations to shortening the field or something like that were very interesting because for me, it is something I did not think of, and I don't know. Maybe that's that's an interesting, interesting thing to do, but I don't know if it works, and that's something we can think about. Yeah, many interesting ideas, and at the end of the day, we finalized them and we brought them them together in a resolution. And uh, also, we added during the forum uh, one point concerning women in physical. You just mentioned, which is uh, that the forum urges IFA and its member federations to discuss uh, the change of rules, e.g., e uh, smaller uh, physical uh, fields. But uh, another topic uh, is to secure uh, also. Uh, safeguarding of athletes. That was uh, one topic uh, we already did in the past. And we presented today uh, a toolkit, a gender equity toolkit uh, for uh, feasible event organizers. And that raises, uh, it, it was a miracle for myself, uh, the same questions like uh, we discussed today. Uh, for example, Sabine, uh, she she mentioned in her statement, uh, why is this? Uh, it is uh, always the same that the women's final is not played at the end, that it is always the men's final, uh, that if we have a victory ceremony, uh, there are female medal presenters and then the men hand over the medals. And that's that's not, um, yeah, that should be at least be questioned. Or how do you think about that uh, concerning the timetable and the schedule and the venues and the, the pitches? Uh, is there things to be improved? Yes, I think it would be great to have a man as a medal medal holder. <laughs> um, yes, I think Sabina had a really interesting statement as well and she's right, of course, women's finals are always played before the men's final and most of the time it is it is true. Um, some people just attend later on to the men's final and don't even watch the women's final. Um, I think that is something that the national federations can work on, for example, Austrian Federation can think about um, changing the order or even the clubs which do the tournaments, not only the big tournaments, but also the small tournaments can also think about changing the orders at some point. Maybe one year the men's played the last game, another year women played the last game. You just mentioned Austria. Is it already discussed uh, that question, um, or is it is there a kind of awareness uh, for that issues? Uh, have you brought it to the to the board uh, from the Austrian member federation? I don't know about that, but that is something I can do. <laughs> something that I I'd like to do. 
and as we have mentioned it uh, before, uh, it was a strong statement by Sabine. Uh, maybe we just listen to uh, her statement once again, and here it is. And I would like to talk about the fact that the guys always have the right to play the last game uh, in all the international events and all the or the most of the tournaments, the major tournaments that we have on the world tour. I think that we should give the opportunity to the to the women to play the last game as well. Because when you play the last game, you have more crowd and it's way more thrilling to play the last game. And maybe that doesn't sound unfair, but if you think about the the under 18 world championship in Colombia, there were um, the girls played two sets in the main field and then they had to change because the guys had to play the last game and it was outrageous and it just cannot happen again um, and I think that's really that's easily changeable and that IFA could do this by the by the international events and um I think that Ifa should do the the first step that when when Ifa does the, that by the international events, then the clubs are gonna do the that as well by the major events. And I would also like to talk about the fact that by the major events uh, in Europe, so I'm talking about Vidno and Jona, the girls just play one game of. Yeah, they just have one one game, one day to play the tournament. And for that reason, when they play the final, they doesn't so we doesn't we don't have all the strength that we usually have because we're we're we just played a lot of games in one day and that's I don't think that's fair. So a very strong statement from Sabine Siffert, national team player of Brazil and uh, player of the Austrian team Asko Sekirchen, who won the national championship indoor uh, last February. And I would like uh, to recommend on her statement uh, because she uh, she did a statement in the direction of LOCs. And uh, I would like to outline that the LOCs are forced uh, to have the topic women in football, women in sports more in their mind and also to take a look uh, on their own organizing committee because I'm convinced that uh, women always, always have a different approach than men have and if they are together in one team uh, you, you will have different uh, discussions uh, than otherwise. And that's also one of the reasons why we we established um, the toolkit. And Jörn, I'd like to um, to tell us a little bit more about this toolkit. But let me say one more thing. Uh, if I take a look on the LOCs for the Women's World Championship, for example, or the Under-18s World Champs in Switzerland uh, and Austria, and uh, I can talk on behalf of the organizing committee of the under-18 world champs and it was no discussion to uh, not to integrate women because we didn't think about 
is it a man or uh, a woman, uh, we always thought, okay, that's the area we need uh, one person and who has some knowledge in that area. And in the end, we have, I guess, up to 40% uh, from our organizing committee are women. And that's pretty cool. And uh, I love the discussions we have. And uh, they have a special uh, note uh, in, in the organizing of the event. And they have a different approach, as I said earlier. They have a closer look on details or another point of view than the man would have and also to take a look on the um, on the organizing committee of our Swiss friends in Jona for the Women's World Championship. Um, I, I absolutely love their kind of work and what they are doing. And uh, I, I remember on one discussion uh, when we asked, uh, do you have any uh, female power in the in the local organizing team? And uh, they said, yes, we integrate them and they have a special view from the athletes perspective because they integrated, for example, Natalie Bertol uh, as a player in the organizing team um, and some more. And I, I absolutely love that approach. And uh, you can see on those two examples um, what's going on in the fistball world, but we could do much more. And that's why we, we la launched the, um, the toolkit. And Jörn, uh, as I said before, please give us some more insights on this toolkit or what LOCs could do. Yeah, this, this toolkit provides especially local organizing committees, but it's uh, on the local level, uh, the same like on the national or international level, uh, some ideas and strategy, uh, strategies uh, for consideration in order to stage uh, events in a more gender equitable way. Uh, it begins with a, some general explanation because you may have heard the terms gender equality and gender equity, uh, but what are the differences and it explains a little bit about that. Um, and, and later on, it focuses on the the organizing uh, of an event like the LOC structure, the commercial, the public relations and marketing, administration and competition, uh, whether this is really uh, the the main focus uh, and what questions could be raised, uh, whether it's it's just normal that the the female matches are played on the pitches five to ten and the men's uh, are playing just in the big stadium and they're from one to four. Uh, that's that's uh, some questions which is not. Um, logical and uh, where we should at least talk about and um, of course it's a long journey but uh, I think with this toolkit uh, which by the way was uh, developed um, and a very big thank to the World uh, Feasible Association and a very big thank to the World Flying Disc Federation uh, which um, developed that toolkit uh, for outdoor sport and uh, allowed us to adapt it uh, for feasible. Um, so that's uh, how we would like to act in the future with the LOCs. That's the way we would like to work with the LOCs in the future. You're absolutely right, Jörn. Um, and I guess we are already out of time uh, with a look uh, on the watch. And yeah, plenty of input again. I would like to thank Kathy Lackinger for their incredible work in the Athletes Forum. Uh, I really liked the way how she led through the, the program and the topics. 
uh, and also for her st statement again uh, in our podcast. And coming to an end, we would have still plenty of topics ahead, but more to talk about in the upcoming uh, podcast next week. So stay tuned. And as always, as we finish, Jörn. And don't forget. Together. We are. Peaceful.